Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for listening. I'm Bill Richardson, and it's my pleasure and privilege both to be with you here on behalf of Early Music Vancouver for this third episode of Notation, which is the podcast laterally launched by EMV. And I'm so looking forward to being able to introduce you a little bit at least to the musicianship and the artistry of Mélisande Corriveau and to her instrument, the Par-dessus de Viol. Mélisande, along with the harpsichordist Eric Milnes, featured in the concert Par-dessus in Paradise, which took place this past summer as part of EMV's Summer Bach Festival. And from February the 16th onwards for a month, will be part of Early Music Vancouver's ever-expanding universe in its digital concert hall. Uh, Melisande joins me from her home in Montreal. Hello, Melisande. How are you? Nice to meet you. Hello, I'm well. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for making the time to talk to me. I know it's very busy for you right now. You're going to be heading off to Europe for some concerts. Very exciting, getting back in the swing of things. But I, I just wanted to get a bit of clarification about the name of your instrument, the par-dessus de viol. That's P-A-R-D-E-S-S-U-S de viol, a member of the Viola de Gamba family, the, the smallest in that choir of Viola de Gamba voices. And I remember, I think from French, the dessus is, or au-dessus, means above. But in English, pardessus is also a word that we use for a coat, for an overcoat. So <laughs> is there some kind of connection to that in French as well? Well, during the, the Baroque period, uh, the treble, the treble voices or the treble member of a family of instruments, being the viol or the violin family, were called dessus, dessus de viol, dessus de violon. And uh, when they invented in France this even smaller instrument than the, the actual dessus de viol, which was popular and in use for already um, quite a long time, uh, being uh, the viol family being so, uh, so present in the Renaissance music. So at the period Baroque, they invented that smaller instrument. And then being even smaller than a the treble, they decided to just call it par-dessus. So over... <laughs> Up would be a better translation. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think I get it, more or less. Uh, before we talk further, it would probably be a good idea for us to uh, let people hear the instrument that we're going to be talking about, the part de sud de viol. And what we're going to hear is some music by J.S. Bach. This is the first movement of a sonata written for uh, violin and harpsichord. It's the sonata in G major, BWV 1021, the Adagio movement. This is Melisson Corriveau with Eric Milnes at the harpsichord. Thank you. 
Melisande Corriveau and Eric Milnes with that music by J.S. Bach, written for violin and played there on the Pardessus de Viol. These two fine Montreal musicians featured in Pardessus in Paradise, which is the concert which from February the 16th onwards for a month will be available on the Early Music Vancouver website, or at least on their YouTube channel, which is accessible from the Early Music Vancouver website. A beautiful concert it is, too, featuring music by French composers who were Bach's contemporaries. So, um, Melisande, uh, when I hear that music, and I say this is somebody who is not a musician, it sounds to me very much like the violin, in fact. But for you, attuned as you are to these subtleties, can you tell me what the what the difference is? What what difference do you hear between the partis de viol and the violin? Well, I would say being really a viol in its construction, but uh, a very in-between kind of instrument that it does recall and wants to appear as being some sort of violin. It was even called the, during the, that period of use in France, the women's violin. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was uh, used in order to appropriate the repertoire of the so uh, popular instrument that was the violin during that century, uh, that 18th century in France. And um, I would say personally that it has some of the nasal qualities of the viol, some uh, some more fluty kind of quality to the sound as well. It mm-hmm. definitely not as a as frontal and as loud as a violin. I could not really compete with being next to a violin. The instrument would be quite more chamber music quality-like, not huge concert hall quality-like. Although it's possible, the instrument I possess is an original one. It's a nice one. It has an arch back like a violin, which is really part of this history of instruments being constantly in transition. And um, well, there's also the, I think the flutiness maybe is giving by the uh, the presence of the frets on the fingerboard. Mm-hmm. So like a guitar or like all other vials or a lute, for instance. And that really is not just for it to be easier to play for a matter of the time and of now. The frets really are there to participate in giving that kind of quality of sound that each note is an open string, basically. I should add as well that when uh, people go to watch this presentation from Early Music Vancouver, again, it's available from February the 16th for a month, and that's going to be on the uh, Early Music Vancouver YouTube channel, which you can get to from the Early Music Vancouver website. Part of this presentation of Partissue in Paradise with Melisande Corriveau and Eric Milnes at the harpsichord is an interview that Melisande did with Radio-Canada's Sylvia Lécuyer, very fine interview. And you'll hear more about uh, the history of the instrument and also about the particular repertoire in that concert uh, when you take that in. And Melisande, I, I do want to talk to you more about your own uh, instruments, your own partissue de viol, which is a very striking piece of work. But first of all, we should hear some more music, I think. And this is some of the music actually featured in the concert, music by the French composer Bois-Mortier. And this is a courante. Uh, do you want to set this up? Well, Bois-Mortier uh, was one of the first uh, composers to 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 um, free himself from the constraint of being working for noble and rich people. Mm. 
he was a merchant, he was a businessman, he wrote for a ton of different instruments. He's mainly known for his flute repertoire, because we, I, I think it's understood that he was a flute player. But for some years, he was a close friend, uh, so close friends actually to the couple of the Quai d'Hervelois couple, Louis de Quai d'Hervelois and his wife, who were very well-known viola da gamba player, that he wrote some pieces for the Pardessus, which we know she was playing because we have portraits of Madame uh, de Quai d'Hervelois playing the Pardessus. So he wrote a book devoted for the Pardessus, and it's really wonderful music. It's um, a little bit, in a, it wants to be in a new style, a bit more rococo, a bit more flamboyant. It still uh, carries the name of a French dance, the courant, but it's called a sonata as well. So really the forms were very shifty at that time and uh, very creative. Um, and that was all because of the fashion of violin music and the Italians were the sonatas and French people wanted to be hip. And you hear it in that uh, music, the, the bit of uh, Italian influence and it's, it's flamboyant in a way and it's very beautiful. I like that movement very much. <laughs> Music by Bois Mortier, performed by Melisande Corriveau on the Par-dessus de Viol, 
And at the harpsichord, Eric Milnes, who is her partner in music making and partner in life as well. And their concert upcoming, Pardesu in Paradise. I say upcoming, it actually took place in August of this past year, part of the Early Music Vancouver Summer Bach Festival, but upcoming as part of the ever-expanding universe of Early Music Vancouver's Digital Concert Hall, available free of charge from February the 16th. I'm just going to add here that um, these concerts are free of charge thanks to the generosity of donors. So if you would like to become a financial supporter of Early Music Vancouver, the information about how you can do that, and it's a very worthwhile thing to do, also available on that website. Melisande um, joins me from her home in Montreal. And I was uh, saying, Melisande, that I wanted to talk to you about your particular instrument, this this Partissue de Viol. And when people watch the concert, they'll see what a beautiful thing it is, a uh, gorgeous marqueterie, and also the carved head that sits at the top of the uh, neck of the instrument, decorative, I suppose. But was that a very usual feature of these kinds of instruments? Yes, it is actually very typical. And uh, many of the luthiers at that time in Paris used the same um, sculptor. And that that, uh, type of head is called la fille, the girl. And um, it's um, it, we, it's recognizable with instruments from Gersan, from uh, Salomon, from this one is from Pierre Le Pilar, who's not very well known uh, maker, but he his particularity was that he devoted his career to being uh, the instrument maker for the Mousquetaire under Louis the Fifteenth. So probably a musketeer uh, played that instrument. Or, oh really? Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very quite special yes it's an instrument from 1750 and uh, from paris and very well preserved uh, a lot of pardessus actually are in circulation nowadays um, more than half of all the viola da gamba family members who are still in circulation from from the, the renaissance and baroque time are pardessus which really tells us how popular they were yeah uh, Melisande, you've been incredibly generous with your time, and I thank you so much for that. I know it's uh, very busy for you right now. You're heading off to Europe to do some concertizing, so I don't want to keep you very much longer. But I did just want to observe that your first instrument was the uh, flute à bec, the recorder. I think you did your bachelor's degree in music at the Université de Montréal as a, a major in recorder. And I, I was thinking that when you're playing viola de gamba, at least in an orchestral situation, you're probably going to be playing more of a, a supporting, a necessary, but a supporting line, a continual line. But here, with this instrument, you get to play the high treble line. So it it is kind of flute-like in a way. You you even mentioned the uh, the flutiness of the sound. Yeah, it did, it did reconnect me to the pleasure I had playing the melody with with the recorder being uh, being the the melodic line of course i play also solo repertoire for the viol the bass viol which has the melodic line but it is a particular feeling to be a voice of a soprano or of a soprano of an instrument so that it's it is very fun and very different for me to play uh, the small viols in general i play with uh, the consort les voix humaines here in montreal I often play also the treble violin. That's that's really pleasurable. Also, uh, so much beautiful music for the violins. If I can say something to the public, is 
continue to to be curious about this instrument and this family of instrument there's such fabulous music written for it it's really a must to discover well let's go out then with some more music and this is also on your recording uh, recently released on atma classique with eric milnes bach au par-dessus de viol and it's music that is, in fact, most often heard played by the flute. It's the Sicilian from the Sonata in E-flat major. Uh, do you want to say something to set this up? Um, well, this is really a, a crowd pleaser, I think. This piece, everybody loves it. I love it. I love it personally. I really wanted to play it uh, for a long time. And the Pardessus allowed me, just it, just like it allowed the people in the Baroque era, to, to, to take it, to emprunter, as they say, to borrow the repertoire of other instruments that I really wanted to play for a long time. So this is a very, very beautiful movement. And I hope uh, you will like it. Well, we'll hear this music then by J.S. Bach, performed by Melison Corriveau on the Partissus de Viol. And thank you so much, Melisande, for being so generous with your time. And I, I wish you all the best in your travels and your concertizing. And I, I, I truly hope that we'll have a chance to meet face-to-face one of these days. All the very best to you. Thank you. And please pass our thanks on to Eric Milnes, too. I will. Thank you very much.